thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill, and This Week in Wellness, an integrative approach may help to decrease the pain and usage in prescription opioid users. With the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare stating that the number of deaths in Australia involving opioids has nearly doubled in the decade to 2016 from 591 to 1,119, and the AIHW spokesperson, Dr. Linnell Moon, stating that every day in Australia there are nearly 150 hospitalisations and 14 presentations to emergency departments involving opioid harm, and three people a day die from opioid use, then this is welcome news for an urgent problem. The study, published in February 20, 2019, in the Journal of General Internal Medicine, tracked the impact of a program for low-income, at-risk patients with chronic pain at the Tom Waddell Urban Health Clinic in San Francisco's Tenderloin neighborhood. They were offered group support, acupuncture, mindfulness, massage, and gentle exercise with the aim of preventing the progression into drug misuse, overdose, and ultimately death. Author Maria Chow of the UCSF Osher Centre for Integrative Medicine stated that because of the potential dangers of opioid use, we wanted to see if a multimodal, non-pharmacological program could decrease pain levels and stabilise prescription opioid use in vulnerable patients with high rates of pain and barriers to care. The study compared 41 participants who'd been on prescription drugs such as hydrocodone, oxycodone and methadone for at least three months with 20 other would-be participants who expressed interest in the program. The results included a 12% drop in pain intensity and a 22% boost in the ability to manage and function in their daily life for the participants. This was especially important when compared to the decline among the control group. After completion of the three-month program, patients continued to have access to weekly groups offering the same services. Opioid prescription use remained consistent during the program. However, it did dip three months later. We're not claiming the program is a panacea to the opioid crisis, said Chow. We're trying to broaden treatment options For safe pain management, doctors, especially in primary care, are under tremendous pressure to taper opioids, but they have a limited toolbox of options available to alleviate their patient's pain. Now, my opinion on this is that this is fantastic news. It's great to see some integrative approaches being taken to help ease the burden on the medical care system, to help reduce the reliance on these opioid medications, and hopefully to help people who are overusing, misusing, abusing, or just you know using in general these opioid medications to, to reduce their reliance on them um, and to decrease the side effects associated with that. I also think that it's important to remember that prevention is better than the cure. According to the Journal of the American Medical Association, low back pain is one of the leading causes of disability and chronic pain among adults and one of the most common reasons for which patients are treated with opioids. As always, all of these references are in the show notes. So it's really important to understand that we have so many people dealing with low back pain, um, and this is something that we can manage with non-pharmaceutical means. You know, it would make sense if we were referring more of these people to uh, allied health practitioners, to chiropractors, to physiotherapists, to look at this back pain and to deal with it before it becomes a bigger problem. It would also make sense for us to start taking a more preventative approach, even a wellness approach towards our spines and our nervous systems as is done by many chiropractors. If we can get people looking after their spine and their nervous system before it even becomes painful, let alone before they get to the stage of needing opioid medications, then I think that would be a great thing. The second point is that given the high risk associated with opioids and the relative low risk of other 
non-medical, non-pharmaceuticals, we should be pushing more people towards these alternatives sooner. You know, so often the advice seems to be that, you know, when someone is suffering from a lower back pain, even a chronic lower back pain is just rest, just wait it out, see what happens, take some pain relievers and hope that it goes away. And, and waiting and hoping, as we can see from this crisis, just isn't an effective strategy. We need to be giving people viable alternatives as aside from just pain management in the earlier stages of these problems to help prevent it developing into bigger problems. I just want to say that there is definitely a time and a place for medication. You know, heaven forbid one day I get hit by a bus, then, you know, there's going to be significant amounts of pain associated with that and likely to be some medications I'll be needed to take in the meantime whilst I'm recovering and trying to get back on track. You know, there is a time and a place for medication. It's for crisis care and when people get to that crisis they certainly need it and and use it and rely on it and so I just want to acknowledge that fact because you know it is important to understand that people are on these medications for a large variety of reasons and I'm certainly not invalidating the need for them in certain situations just merely suggesting that if we can prevent that that would be a great thing as well and if we can minimize it and manage these people's pain in other ways that would be awesome and if we can help them come off of those medications again afterwards, that would be great as well. And I, I no doubt everybody involved, be they doctors and patients, would absolutely agree with that. And so, you know, it does make sense that using alternative therapies, once people have been on these medications to help with their recovery, to help with reduction of usage as they're getting back on track, makes a lot of sense. So it's great to see the research coming out supporting this. Hopefully, Healthcare practitioners, be they doctors, be they alternative healthcare practitioners, be they chiropractors, are looking at this research, realizing that they've got a really important role to play in this process. So you've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.